find something that you love, you know, that's not going to be, you're not going to, you don't want to be in a position where you have to force yourself to keep showing up. If you find something that you love, it's going to be so much easier to show up. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. And this is episode 100. What? Cue dance music. Feels pretty cool to reach this, yeah, (laughs) reach this triple number, triple digits, you know, with putting this episode out. And we figured it was only fitting that this week's topic was consistency and sticking with a project over time because... It's not always easy. I don't know about you, Fem, but I have many projects that I have started and then stopped. In fact, we talked about sunsetting side projects in an episode not that long ago. But this is one that we've kept going. So we thought today we'd talk about how we stick with it, how we stay motivated with it and stay interested in it. We've got a bunch of questions from people that we'll answer along the way. First, though, before we get into this, instead of our usual check-in, Fem, we have something exciting to announce, don't we? So exciting. So If you've been listening to the show for a little while, you'll know that we've been running a community beta and we're super excited to announce that the beta is officially launching to the big wide world publicly on November 13th, which is two weeks from today. I'm so excited. Me too. I can't wait to bring in a bunch more people and just add to the great conversations that we've already been having in there. I love it so much and I hope that other people will too. So if you're not yet familiar with what the community is, the community has been over the beta period and will continue to be a safe space where you can come and connect with other listeners of the show. You can also connect with Charlie and I. We're in there daily talking and chatting. We have discussions about freelancing, about design. We have discussions about, you know, giving advice to people. Maybe they're struggling with a heavy decision that they have to make or work-life balance or family and commitments. So it's really a safe space where you can come and connect and talk to other listeners and also talk with Charlie and I about podcast episodes and also about other creative uh, endeavors that you have going on in your life. Yeah I love it as a space where you can get support you know it can be lonely doing this thing on your own most of us have little side businesses or whatever that we're just running by ourselves and so this is a space to come and like I don't know vent your frustrations if you want or just share what you're struggling with share your wins as well because Sometimes that can feel lonely when you like achieve something great, but there's no one around there to celebrate it with because it's a project you do by yourself, you know? So that that's what the space is for. And I really love it. And I'm excited to launch it properly. Yeah, we've also done a couple of live streams throughout the beta period. So we'll be continuing to do that. So it's like a live podcast in a way, but it's for community members only. So we'll be on video and you can join the call and you can chat with us and we'll be talking about a specific topic. So I'm looking forward to doing more of those live streams as well that will be community exclusive. Yeah, technically we've done a couple of podcast episodes that only community members have heard, right? If we think about it that way. Yeah, (laughs) basically with a bonus video. If this sounds interesting to you at all, uh, you should head to designlife.fm slash community and sign up to the mailing list there because then you'll be notified as soon as it goes live and you're able to join. We hope to see many of you there. Yes. So 100 episodes, huh? That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Did you think when we started that we would actually get this far? Because I had no idea, to be honest. I think I 
I didn't not think we would get this far, if you know what I mean. Uh But also I didn't picture it. Like I couldn't picture being a person who had a podcast with over 100 episodes. Yeah, That just seemed like it was too far away. But the same is kind of true for my YouTube channel. I feel like when I started, I was like, wow, would it be nice to reach like 100,000 subscribers and get that silver play button that YouTube gives out to people? And now four years later, I just hit 70,000 subscribers the other day. And all of a sudden, this 100k, you know milestone it doesn't feel unreachable you know like it feels like oh that's a thing that I might actually achieve one day rather than being this like far off Mm -hmm. open dream I feel like the same is true with our podcast reaching 100 episodes like now it it feels real that this is a thing now and now I feel like I can imagine us getting to like a thousand episodes because I mean we're already at a hundred so why not add another digit to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember getting super excited when we'd reach like, uh, you know, oh, episode 20, episode 30, so exciting. And now we're at 100, which is crazy. And and also sort of, to me, makes me feel like, oh, reaching episode 110 is not going to be a big deal now because we've already made it to 100. And yes, I, I know what totally. you mean. It's, it's like the moving of the goalposts, right, which we've talked about before. So now that we've reached 100, our goalpost is like moving to further in the future, which, yeah, like you said, could be a thousand. Who knows? Does any podcast have a thousand episodes? I don't know. Maybe we could be the first one. I'm sure that many do because there's some <laughs> podcasts that come out like daily, you know? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I guess when we started, I had no idea really how far we were going to go, how long we were going to do this for, how many episodes we'd eventually get to. I think in the beginning, I was just thinking like, like, let's just do another one, do one more. And then eventually that grew to, like I said, like, oh, let's get to the 20s, let's get to the 30s. Uh, mm. And it was just kind of this rolling goalpost. But now that we're at 100, I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I feel like I've got this new boost of energy, if you know what I mean, to like, now I'm thinking, oh, what's next? How how much more can we go? How much further can we push it? Like, the sky's the limit now. How Where are we going to go? It's, it's kind of exciting. It is very exciting. And actually, what you're just talking about, I want to bring in a question that we have from one of our community members. Uh, no says, I would like to know how the podcast has affected your motivation. Are you more motivated because of its impact and the community you've created based on it? Have you had any hesitating moments where you're about going on with the project or like thinking about shutting it down? I would say personally that the more we do with it, the more motivated I am by it and the less likely I want to like close it down. And I feel like that applies to any side project, really. I feel like if it's something that I complete, you know, if it's an ongoing thing, if I complete more than five or maybe 10 of them, it's like, that's it. I feel like I'm committed now. I feel the same, but I also have this probably like this false premise of this feeling of, okay, I've reached 100 episodes, for example. Have I peaked now? You know, like you you reach this milestone and then you're like, oh, maybe I've peaked. And and can I actually continue? Can I keep this going? What is next? And is that actually going to be achievable? Or do you kind of reach, you know, I've had projects where I've reached a milestone and been really excited about it. And then after that, it's completely flatlined. So I also have that kind of hesitation, I guess. And, and I'm not sure whether it's a rational one or not, but I think it's just this natural feeling of, oh, I've reached the peak. Where is it going to go from here? It can it either go up or it could go down? Do you know what? I think that that's a time to make a a little change and shake things up a little bit. 
we had a few people ask about, you know, how you just keep going with something for so long, because I mean, this has been nearly two years now. I've had my YouTube channel for nearly four years now, you know, uploading consistently. And honestly, I think the way to stick with something for that length of time is to make small changes to it and let it grow and evolve. Because I think it would be pretty boring to do the exact same thing mm. constantly from day one. And so with my YouTube channel, I've made changes to like the content that I put out for the past year. It's only been the past year, really, that I've focused solely on design videos. And I feel like that's given my channel like this new lease of life. And with our podcast, I feel like it's the community that's added that. We've got this new project to focus on. And, you know, that's what we've been spending our time doing. I don't know what I did with my time before I had the community to think about, you know, because <laughs> before then we were only doing an episode every week and now we've got this whole other, like, you know, our baby to take care of. And so I think that adding something new to your project is how you can overcome that flat line. Mm, I like that idea. I also feel like sometimes, like if I think about doing that practically for not necessarily the the podcast because we're already doing that and I'm feeling really confident about the community, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure it's been a good decision for us. If I think about my personal side projects and you know maybe mixing things up so to speak to to continue that motivation and and keep going, I also get worried about oh well what what if you mix it up too much? You know, have you ever had that maybe with your YouTube channel where you've tried to mix it up, you know, you've introduced something new uh, only to realise that maybe that wasn't a great idea or it didn't quite turn out how you expected it to and did you kind of like retreat and and take a step back to where you were to kind of re, you know, re-course align or w what do you do then when you realise that maybe it wasn't quite the, the right thing to do? I think that it depends on your goals, right? So when I made this switch to focusing on design videos, I lost a few viewers who were there only for the fashion videos, only for the DIY videos, because that's what I used to make alongside design videos. You know, it was kind of an even mix of the three. So I was shifting the balance to being just about design. So understandably, a few people weren't interested in that anymore. And that's okay. I was fine with them leaving the channel or, you know, stopping watching or whatever, because that's not the content I want to make anymore. So I'm sorry, you're not going to see that from me. So it's fair enough if you need to go find that somewhere else. I feel like if you have to know what you want out of your side project and what your goal is, and that's how you can decide how to change course. If we, for example, decided to start making design life about solely about interior design, right? <laughs> Rather than graphic design. The name would still fit, wouldn't have to change it. Our audience would probably change dramatically. True. Because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people enjoy interior design, but not everyone wants to listen to a 40-minute podcast every week about it. Uh, but if we had decided that that's where our focus was going to be and that's what we wanted to work on, then we'd be okay with, with losing that audience. But guys, please don't stop listening. We're not becoming an interior design podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. We are not qualified to talk about interior design. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like speaking of goals, when we started the show, can you remember what our goals were? I feel like our goals were just like, let's create this podcast? thing. Yeah, let's yeah. create this thing. Let's put it into the wild and let's kind of see what happens. And I mean, two years on, I feel like our goals are a lot more focused. You know, we're really focused on growing the community and continuing to provide quality content and talk about things that are valuable for our audience and really connect and engage. Would you agree? Like, do you think our goals have changed over time or 
do you think they're kind of the same from when we started? I would definitely think that they've changed. I th- maybe not changed so much as now we actually have goals <laughs> because I think when we started, it was just like, we want to make a project together. We want to make a podcast. We want people to listen to it. Yeah. And that, that was the only goal. Like even if only two people had listened to each episode, I would have been excited, you know? So now I think we have higher expectations of what we put out and yeah, the community is our main focus. Like we, I think we always wanted to help people and provide this peer to peer knowledge and like talk. We've always come at things from an angle of, you know, we're not, we haven't made it. We're not like above you and we know all the answers. We're just talking about what we're going through and maybe it's what you're going through too. And I feel like the community is just an extension of that, right? It's just a space where we can actually talk rather than just us talking and people listening. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, the overall mission, I suppose, hasn't changed, but the goals and the way we're reaching it have. Yeah. And I think that this perfectly ties in with Jasmine's question because she asked, you know, do changing goals affect the way you approach the project over time? And I would say, yes, it has. You know, as our goals have changed, we realize that we need to change some stuff as well. So, for example, that's why we've introduced the community, because one of our goals was to really be able to connect more one on one with you, the listener, and provide you with a safe space to talk to other listeners and have these interesting discussions. So I'd say, yes, as our goals have changed, we've also adapted the podcast a little bit and introduced new things into the project to sort of help support those goals. And I think we've gotten a lot more serious with it, too, about putting the time aside to get the things that are needed done when you've got other people involved you know community members were like okay we need to organize a live stream so we've got to make that happen get it in mm-hmm. the diary plan the topic you know figure out how to live stream on youtube and oh all that. gosh nightmare. there's just there's <laughs> things to do you know stephanie asked a good question i thought she said how do you create systems to keep you consistent mm. what would you say our system is for this show for co- to, to maintain consistency i think over time we've worked out the best way of working together because for those who don't know, the way we work is Fem does the editing for the episode and also the uploading. And I do the show note writing and the artwork. So it's like this handoff where I send my side of the recording to Fem, she edits them together. I get the file back to listen through and write the show notes and the takeaways and things, create the artwork, upload those things to Dropbox and then Fem you know, puts them all into our podcast feed. So it's like this back and forth and we've had, we've gone through a few different systems, I would say. But now we use Dropbox and Dropbox Paper for those things. And I feel like that's working out quite well now. Um, I have a system, I guess, for keeping consistent with the show note artwork. I have Photoshop files set up where I just drop the new image in and change the number each week. Makes that easier. Don't want to create those from scratch every week. I think staying consistent and to keep yourself interested in it, you really have to systematize the boring parts. You know, Uh uh I do this with my YouTube channel too. I don't want to have to create a new premiere profile every time and like find my intro title. I have a plain project saved that I duplicate every time I want to make a new video so that I've got all the settings correct and, you know, the title intro card in there already to start with so that I'm not having to think about those things. Think, yeah, consistency is all about finding those little spaces where you can just save a few seconds of time and it will all add up when you're doing this thing weekly or twice weekly, you know? Yeah, I I think I agree. We do have quite a system for, you know, tools and actually executing and making sure we've got the content all ready to go. But we also have a, like, like to me, it's a system in terms of 
due dates and, and when we're going to do things. So, you know, Wednesday True. mornings, it's in the calendar, week, a weekly recurring meeting that you and I record an episode. So we never have to have this back and forth of like, when are you free to record this week? Does this time work True. for you? Like it's always in the calendar. It's consistent every week we show up at that time. Same with the Community Digest goes out every Friday morning. I try and get the episode edited and to you by Friday, sometimes Saturday, even sometimes Sunday when I'm really busy. Uh, and you always, you know, have it ready to go by Monday morning, Monday morning, a email goes out, the newsletter goes out with a new episode, it gets uploaded. So we have those as well that are very, you know, consistent and recurring, like every Wednesday, this happens on Friday, this happens. And to me, that's a system as well. And that has totally yeah, helped right. us be consistent and helped us to show up every week, because we know that on this date, this thing has to be ready to go. And so I think that really helps you keep accountable as well. I think so too. And I feel like I've had the same with my YouTube channel in that Saturday is my upload day. And so I've got to make sure that I have the video filmed before Saturday so that I can like if I'm running super late edit it on Saturday to upload yeah yeah, yeah. ideally I would be further ahead than that but that's how it's been working lately and so these days I've often found myself filming on a Friday because it's like the last day that I can (laughs) last resort yeah if I didn't have a set date like that I was holding myself accountable to to upload who knows when I'd film who knows if I'd even film at all you know because there isn't that that time yeah. crunch. I think sometimes putting dates on things can really help, even though you don't want side projects to be stressful or whatever, but there's a balance between being super chill and not stressful and actually like n- not getting the thing done. So you've got to like, wait, that's not a balance, is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. You don't want to be so chilled that you don't end up getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think for, for you and I, we kind of have the benefit of there's two of us, so there's some natural accountability there. I don't want to let you down by giving you the the edited podcast one hour before it has to go live, for example. And you don't want to let me down with, you know, only giving me the, the podcast episode like five minutes before it has to go live. So there's some natural accountability there, I think, that kind of helps make sure we're always on track and being consistent and being on time with things. If you're doing a side project on your own I think that can be harder and I definitely experience that where I leave things far too late sometimes I do it an hour before it has to go out so that can be a little bit harder but I would still recommend having some kind of system in place for that in order to help you be consistent so you know with my writing I send out a newsletter on Thursdays Tuesdays is my writing day it's in my calendar I show up on Tuesday mornings to write and that's how I kind of create or try to create this system that helps me be consistent when you know there is not necessarily uh, someone that's relying on me to have this content sent to them. Uh, There's not really that accountability. I mean, I have accountability towards my list, obviously, like every Thursday, I'm sending this thing out to a 1000 people, which does in a way help help with that consistency and help with that accountability to show up. Uh, But you know, maybe you have one person on your list, which is totally fine. And that person still should help provide you with some accountability. But I think it can be a little bit harder to to motivate yourself. Yeah, like that one person still matters, right? And if Absolutely. they're expecting it, you don't want to let them down. Absolutely. So, yeah, even if you don't have a side project partner or you're not doing it with someone like you're doing a solo side project, I still recommend having some sort of system in place to be consistent. I still think it's important. Yeah, I totally agree. 
anything else that you can think of that has helped us stay consistent and stay passionate about it, I suppose. We had a question from Nick that said, how do you stay consistent and show up to things that you're on and off about? For example, of something you want to do, but it involves further motivation to continue. What what has been your driving force behind continuing this podcast? Because I'm sure, like me, you've had times when it feels like a struggle to get up early and record, you know, especially in the times when we've had to do multiple episodes in a week because we're going away and we wanted to have, you know, episodes saved up. What's what's kept you going through that? Um, multiple things. The first one that comes to mind is kind of a selfish reason, which is that I'm just really proud of the show. Like, I want to keep going. I want to continue that streak. I'm proud that we've managed to get to 100 episodes. And that in itself is a big motivator to me to keep showing up. Like, I don't want to quit. You know, I, I want to keep going. And to me, I'm proud of the work that we've done. And I am proud of like what that says about me. You know, it shows that I, yeah. I'm consistent and I can commit to something. And that, you know, Honestly, like as selfish as it sounds, that keeps me going because that to me is, you know, really important and makes me feel good and helps to provide me with that extra motivation to keep going. Totally. I, I think I agree with you there. Just general pride in, in having the project. I just like being a person that has a podcast. You yeah. Know? Right? So <laughs> if I stop doing a podcast, then I'm not going to be that person anymore. I think also the the tweets we get as well, it can... With podcasting, it's kind of different from YouTube. I know I keep bringing YouTube up, but it's because it's that other thing that I do consistently, you know. Uh uh Um, With YouTube, it feels more like there's actual people watching because they leave comments. You can see the view count really easily. You can see the thumbs up really easily. And I just feel like more connected in that way. With podcasting, sometimes it can you can wonder if anyone's listening because, yes, we have statistics, but, I mean, I never log in and check them, so... You know, it's it's not like there's a number just there underneath the podcast when you're mm. listening to it to see how many people have also listened to it like there is with YouTube. And so when we get tweets from people being like, hey, this episode really helped me out. Or, you know, when people have joined the community, I was amazed to see, you know, what did we have in there? Like a couple hundred people, right? Yeah, joined the community, which was, so. yeah, really exciting to know that that many people were paying attention and that actually more people than that are listening because you know, not everyone's going to take action on every single thing. And so those interactions mean a lot to me as well and inspire me to keep going because sometimes we can put out an episode and I'm like, I mean, I really enjoyed talking about that, but are other people going to find that useful? And then we get a tweet from someone being like, you know, this was just what I needed to hear right now. And I'm like, good. Okay. It's all worth it. All the time is worth it. <laughs> yeah. And so Next question, like specifically, he's asking, how do you show up to things that you're on and off about? Find something that you're on about. I think like when you find something that you're really passionate about and you don't have to force yourself to get motivated about it, that's when the consistency is going to come naturally because you're going to want to show up. You're going to want to put in the extra time and the effort, extra effort to, to continue pouring your love into this thing. If you're on and off about it, I mean... Don't get me wrong, like like you said, Charlie, before, we go through phases. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to get up in the morning and press record on the show. So, like, you do have those ups and down moments. But if you are going through this long period of feeling off about a project, then 
maybe it's time to find something new or introduce something, change it a little bit, mix it up, you know, turn it into something that you really are on about, so to speak. And I think that will help the motivation and the consistency come easier to you. Yeah, I think you have to be on about it more than you're off about it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so you got to have like, it's not a balance, is it? It's on has to be a little bit, a little bit more than off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, staying consistent. I think it comes down to holding yourself accountable on a schedule, automating or like, you know, making processes for the parts that are boring and that you'll find yourself repeating a lot so that then you're not going to get sick of it from those things. And I don't know, what else? One last word of advice, Femme, for staying consistent? Find something that you love, you know, that's not going to be, you're not going to, you don't want to be in a position where you have to force yourself to keep showing up. If you find something that you love, it's going to be so much easier to show up. So that, that would be my recommendation. Yeah, makes sense. Speaking of recommendations, uh, what about that segue, huh? Beautiful. 10 out of 10. (laughs) I want to read out some comments from people who we have in our community at the moment who, you know, would recommend that other people join. Just in case you're wondering, like, what it's like in there and, and, you know, you've heard us talk about it. But, I mean, obviously we're going to say good things because it's our community. Mm -hmm. This is what other people have experienced. So here's what Valentina has, has to say. I never felt so inspired before. The community is full with an amazing group of people who have shared a lot of valuable information as well as constructive feedback. It's a great place to be involved with talented friends and find chats about design, freelancing, and tons of productivity advice that will keep your motivation right on top too. Highly recommend it. Thank you for those kind words, Valentina, and I'm really glad that the community has been that space for you because that's definitely our intention and that's definitely what it is for me too. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got two others that I want to read out that are both short and sweet. The first one from Deanna. She says, the Design Life community has helped me gain confidence as a designer, know my worth and not feel alone navigating the ins and outs of freelancing. Yeah, that's another part I love is that we we get real in the community. We talk about numbers. Like we had one live stream when Firm and I both were like talking about what we earned that year and and things like that. Yeah, feels like it's a safe space where we can be honest and you know get that advice from people about what to charge for a project which can be really difficult let's be honest especially when I don't know I mean you don't want to be tweeting about that sort of stuff you want to be talking about it in confidence to someone you know I'm all for sharing what what you're earning and you know I think that helps everyone and be paid what they're worth but you don't have to tell the whole world you know so this is a great place to do that and I love that Deanna is finding that value there. Yeah, and the other cool thing is that we have people in the community from all different stages. You know, some people are new to freelancing, yeah, other people are more seasoned. And so it's been cool to see people who are unsure or maybe just starting their freelancing career ask questions or looking for advice and see other you know seasoned freelancers come in and help sort of guide them and, and share their experience and what they've learned over time. So I think that's also really, really valuable. And the last recommendation we have is from Drew, and he says, I love the community as it's easy to get advice from seasoned professionals, like I just said, uh, as well as newbies going through the same process as me. It's also great to engage in discussions and critiques. So yeah, we do have a space for feedback where you can leave or, or upload your work, or if you're looking for feedback on something, maybe it's a piece of writing or something you've created for a client, or maybe even it's just an idea that you have and you're looking for some feedback. There is a safe space in the community where you can go and have those discussions as well. 
yeah, I love that. And it's great to see what other people are working on as well. Because I feel like Dribble used to be that, but now no one really uploads, you know, actual work in progress. Right. It's more like a show off work. (laughs) Yeah. So now we get to see things actually in in their work in progress stages, which Mm -hmm. is cool. So if you want to join the community, if all that sounds good to you, head to designlife.fm slash community and we'd love to would love to have you in there. Yeah, please do. And something that I do want to mention just to be transparent is that the community will be paid. So we've yes. had this beta period that's been free for members to come in and, and try it out and you know for us also to see how it goes and see whether we can turn this into something for real. And yeah, well, as you can hear from these recommendations, we're pleased to say that it's been successful. And we are going to launch this community with a paid membership. And the reason behind that is because we want to make sure that you really get get the value that you deserve and that the people that are in there want to be there. You know, they, they want to be there, they're paying to be there and you're going to get really sound advice, not just from us, but from other people in there as well. And as you know, Design Life is a sponsor-free show. We have never had yep. an ad on the show and we've been running everything by ourselves, which includes things like, you know, hosting, buying the domain, running the website, not to mention our time, Charlie. So yes, this, uh, <laughs> if you've been listening to the show, whether it's been for the last two years or two weeks and want to support the show, the community is one of the ways that you can do that. So if you're interested, like Charlie said, head to designlife.fm slash community and we hope to see you there. Yeah. And we, we're not aiming to make this a super expensive thing that you have to feel like you're investing a lot of money into. It's going to be less than you spend at a cafe per month, you know. So head on over, check it out and we'd love to have you in there. Cool. Episode 100. We did it. Wow. Next up, 101. Yes. And then 1,000. <laughs> the few in between. See you then. Bye, Finn. Bye.